Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the X Button Podcast. Today is January the 3rd of 2023. That is correct. It is now a new year. If you didn't know that, I don't know what rock you're living under, but hey, we're here. We made it, okay? Uh, I want to start off by just saying I get it. You're like, where's the episodes? I apologize, okay? Life, again, as I said. Uh, still getting into the groove of things. I think I'm going to move the schedule. I think the schedule is going to stick, or I guess not move, but it's going to be permanently a Tuesday, Thursday thing. Um, I think that works out the best. I think uh, we're going to get back on track for this year. That's going to be one of my New Year's resolutions. We're going to keep this thing going. Uh, I apologize for the lack of episodes. It's definitely been a a weird month, a slow, steady pace of different things. And uh, of course, I've been you know steady on the YouTube grind, steady on the TikTok grind, trying to get things moving in that direction too. So uh, I apologize if I've, I've been a little slow, but I will say that those are available. If you want to check me out there, TikTok is the X button podcast. The YouTube channel is the X button podcast. Um, I stream damn near every day, uh, if not every other day. And uh, you know, we just, just come chill. It doesn't have to be anything that personal. It just, you know, you get to see my face. I'm just sitting there talking, sitting there playing games. It's relaxed. It's chill, you know? Uh, the X-Men podcast has always been a place that I wanted to create to just talk about video games and express my love for video games and just like open people's eyes to the world of video games if they haven't. So, um, with that, it involves a lot of different mediums and I get it. It's like, you know, it's hard to be one person splitting hairs or splitting, you know, I guess talent. I don't know. I feel weird saying talent, but splitting my efforts. There we go. Better word, uh, better words in 2023. Splitting my efforts in between multiple platforms, it is a it's a struggle. But on that note, I want to talk about some things, dude. I want to talk about some things, brother. Um, I'm I'm thankful again, as per usual. I'm thankful for you guys. I appreciate you guys sticking with me, and and loving the content and just sticking with it. I am going to, as I said, stick to Tuesday Thursdays in 2023. I'm going to keep powering on and putting out video game content for you guys. I absolutely love doing it, and I. Uh, I have been slow on it lately, but I will pick back up on it this year. This year, if you haven't noticed by the logo of the x Podcast, this is our third year of a, of being a podcast. And with that comes a new color, a new season number, whatever you want to call it. This is season three, and this is the color purple. This is the, the X-Button purple line, dude. Before we went to, you know, we started off light blue. We went to red. Now we're purple. Okay. And that's just what it is. This is how it's going to be for a while. Uh, this year it is season three and I can't wait to do more episodes, do more content, you know, expand, uh, 2022 brought a lot of good things, uh, with it. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Just like things in life that kind of came in 2022 things in general that came in 2022. And of course the games, the main piece of content we're here for. Uh, I, I want to touch on it all on this episode. So, uh, sit back and relax and enjoy a look back, if you will. Uh, first of all, I want to start this off by saying thank you guys again, because due to it, this being, uh, part, partly on Spotify, thanks to anchor, which is the sponsor of the, of the podcast. I just want to shout out. Hey, uh, it gave us a fact, which I have possibly said on the podcast already, but it, I definitely did say it on stream. I can't access my wrapped for some reason. They won't let me find, it just says my device browser is not supported. I don't know freaking why, but it won't let me access it. But one little fact it does give me is in 2022, I produced 4,000 
380 minutes of content. And that is more than 98% of other creators in this category. Um, so I wanted to give it up. How am I doing this with no hands? I wanted to give you give it up for you guys for listening and uh, for the podcast for just growing that much and being in such a small percentile of content in this space. I think gaming is uh, something fun to talk about. I feel like there's a lot of content to cover there. And uh, I, I like just I like coming up with things. I like covering the news. I like doing all sorts of stuff and just going over my daily, you know, experiences with gaming itself. Uh, and that's kind of what this podcast is dedicated to: is to log, uh, you know, the growth, the expansion, the 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 games, the reviews, you know, all all these things. Uh, and being in that percentile makes me very happy. I feel very proud of it. Uh, I wish I could access the full wrapped, but it won't freaking let me do it for some reason. Um, but just know, I appreciate you guys. You guys are seen. I, I just wanted to say thank you and we will move on from there. After 2022, of course, we sit back and look at all of the great things that happened. Uh, we had a great E3, obviously we had a great, uh, game awards, a lot of awards announced, new games announced a lot, a lot of things leaked like GTA gameplay and all this sort of stuff. One of the biggest news stories, Microsoft acquiring Activision Blizzard, of course. Uh, that was a pretty big thing. There's a lot of kerfuffle now with Sony talking about how it's no fair. I want Call of Duty on my stuff for longer than 10 years or whatever. You know, they're just, they're doing their thing. Uh, Pokemon got leaked a bunch. Um, the PS Plus, oh yeah, I forgot about that. The PS Plus revamp that they did where they basically made it a Game Pass-like service uh, has been, I assume, successful. I mean, if you're a PlayStation-only gamer and you want a big collection of games, it definitely provides that. Is it as polished and as nice as the Game Pass? Not really, because it does not provide day one uh, first-party games on that service. And it probably won't for a long time, uh, at the very least. Simply because PlayStation is in a position where they can't really... They, they would make more, it would benefit them more to release it as they are, separate from their Game Pass like service, in my opinion. Um, but I feel like they might continue to do certain smaller games, certain part, certain partnered games like Stray when they released that. It was a day one thing for the PS Plus. Uh, that game was great too. You know, that was like a, that was a, it wasn't just like something to, you know, Hey, there's this small indie game. No, it was in like game of the year contention for 2022. So it's actually kind of a big deal that they dropped that. It was pretty great. Um, but yeah, it, it, I think overall it could do better. There's certain things they can improve and hopefully they do going into 2023, uh, to make it a service well worth keeping, well worth paying for in general. Um, I personally don't have it, but I have, uh, I did have it when it came out. I have used a, friend's account to access it again and i got some ps1 platinums and stuff it was a fun time i mean i'm not like you know i'm not hating on it or anything i just i think it could definitely be better uh especially with like some of the ps3 streaming games i don't feel like it works that well Uh, i have a gig internet and it's still like you know choppy and delayed and it's just like i don't know it's just not there yet in my opinion um but it it is good that they did offer that i do kind of hope it expands more but we'll see Another big thing, uh, they relieved the Valve, I think, I guess it's Valve, right? Valve released their Steam Deck, the big Switch contender, the big uh, handheld dominator. I don't know what you want to call it. Um, it looks amazing. 
it, it really does look amazing. I, I never really thought of it as a console to kind of like make me want to get it because like when I first announced, I was like, okay, it's going to play PC games. In my opinion, PC games are for the most part outside of first party releases lacking in some sense. Some don't run the same as others. Some, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very wishy-washy on whether the game's going to run well on your computer or if you'll need more or if, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm very hesitant. It's not as like uh, comforting as console games, if that makes sense. So looking at it, I was like, okay, this is just gonna be this is gonna be just a PC player, and you know why would you want that? But then I started seeing videos, and they're like, oh yeah, you can have emulators on there and have like an entire PS2 library. You can have. Uh, you, I mean, it's, it's solid as a brick. I mean, it's bigger than a brick. Um, the screen's great. Apparently you can stream, you can hook it up to your TV, like a switch and just use it as a PC. Even it, it does way more than I expected. And to see it come out and be this successful is amazing. Uh, and I, in 2023, I'm actually looking forward to possibly getting my hands on one at some point. I feel like, uh, it is an impressive piece of tech. I feel like it would make me play PC games more. And I also feel like, it is going to be something that as it progresses and gets more support and obviously if they make like a newer version that's like thinner or something because I know it's just ginormous. Uh, it's an impressive piece of tech and I can't wait to see it do something a little bit more streamlined. But uh, so far it sounds like everybody who has one loves it. And, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to kill the Switch or anything, but I think it's definitely going to add more value to PC gaming and PC game players. So... Uh, oh, yeah. Sony acquired Bungie, dude. Haven Studios, dude. And this was one that I was like, when it kind of came out, I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> um, I feel like I feel like Bungie was one of those companies that is so it's so heavily rooted in Activision that it was kind of like not. It's hard to explain. Like, I feel like when they were working with Activision, it, it was very, very much uh microtransaction based and it might still be technically I'm sure it is uh, because I think it went free to play or something like that I haven't really kept up too much with Destiny 2 but it definitely seems like they're like set in their roots and just not really going to expand much but uh, ever since they went to PlayStation I don't think we're gonna I don't think at least now I haven't seen much change I don't think we will for a while due to contracts and whatnot but uh, I, I would I would expect more out of them to have maybe more first party games coming out of Bungie uh, I'd like to see them try other things. Obviously, Destiny 2 is a staple and makes a lot of money, so PlayStation's probably going to stick with that. But I, I, I would like to see them make a new IP. I would like to see them make a Destiny 3. I would like to see them PPP. I would like to see them VVV. Uh, I was just rhyming because I do that all the timing. Um, but yeah, I, I just, you know, it was just like... It was just an interesting piece of news, and I kind of want to see uh, what it's going to look like down the road, but... We'll see. Uh, and, and I'm I'm not like the biggest fan of all these companies acquiring all these devs and stuff. Like I get it. You know, you want money. It's just a money grab. It's business. I understand that. But I also don't think, I, I feel like there is a thin line between benefiting your company and destroying your fan base or, or you know, splitting fan bases to the point where we have to uh, go to different companies and, and that's what they want. But it's still like, I don't like that. It feels nasty. It feels gross. And the idea of them like, okay, Call of Duty is now with Xbox. You know, they could easily, they could make that exclusive after their little deals are up. It's like, 
there's nothing holding them back from doing that. And they might eventually one day do that. Um, and if they do, that's like a pillar of gaming just gone out of PlayStation and, and Nintendo's sphere. Less Nintendo, more PlayStation. But still, it's it's something that you can kind of like you think about and you're like, all right, well, why, you know, why do we have to, okay, now I got to buy three different systems and all this stuff. It's just, it's nonsense. And I'm not a big fan of it. Um, but overall, it seems like we're, we're towing the line right now of like, okay, we're playing kind of nice. Obviously, uh, Bethesda and, and Microsoft put their foot down and we're like, Skyrim's going to be exclusive. Starfield's going to be exclusive. Don't, you know, you, those are going to be exclusive. And that makes sense, I guess. It, you know, they paid a lot of money for it, but also, you're losing a lot of money. PlayStation's got a lot of consoles out there. You could, you I mean, you could make a big chunk of money if you just put it on PlayStation. But whatever, you know, you want a reason for people to buy an Xbox? Oh wait, everybody has a PC. Still, like, why? You know, just just have that PlayStation uh, player base. It, it doesn't make sense. Um, and then obviously we got some Starfield gameplay during the E3 events. I didn't really care too much about that. Uh, I thought it looked like a Fallout clone, and that's even more more to why I'm like, why are you? Why are you holding these games so tight? I get they're like, you know, Bethesda games are popular. But, I mean, if you look at Fallout 76, it wasn't the best selling or the best performing. So, like, I don't know. It's just, it's weird how how these companies kind of, like, do these things. And I think they might just be setting the precedent for the future and, and getting ready for a time period where there will be, you know, exclusive Bethesda and exclusive all these consoles, studios, whatever. Um, which, again, is business. I get it, but I hate it. Okay? I freaking hate it. Now let's go down a list that I have put together crudely of just some games that came out over the past year. I thought it was a great year for gaming overall. I mean, I come, I guess I'll give a score at the end of this. I don't know. Uh, but it, it was a fantastic year of gaming. It's some of the, the biggest games ever were released. It's kind of weird to say, but there are a couple games that are like, holy crap. That, those are, those are monumental games. You know, things we'll remember from for years to come and we'll set, um, be set as examples for future gaming. So we'll see. January started off pretty smooth. We had Pokemon Arceus and God of War coming to PlayStation or PlayStation PC, uh, which was an interesting move. I feel like a lot of the games that are being remade and being released for uh, PlayStation th- uh, five lately has been a, a move to go to PC and they've been very open about that. They've done it. I mean, we've seen, uh, I think what horizon zero dawn was there. Uh, we had uh, God of War one, uh, I think we're getting Last of Us now. There, there's all kind of stuff that are that are going to um, PC, which is great. I feel like you know, just like how Microsoft kind of has done that, and is I don't know if they're trying to angle themselves to be more console based or uh, more PC based, but it seems like PlayStation is definitely leaning on both, where they're putting their eggs in all you know, mainly in the console sphere, but also tossing a couple eggs into the PC basket, which is great because there are a lot of videos coming out now. Obviously there's a lot of mods happening and it's revitalizing some of these games that have been out for a minute and giving people a chance to play it. People who have PCs and just, well, you know, they, they've been gawking at these games forever. There's like, Oh, they look great, but I don't want to buy a PlayStation or they look great. But, uh, you know, I just don't want a console in general. It's just, there's many things they, they may say, but still it's now you don't have a, a answer to why you haven't played it. It's on PC. Just go play it. And it plays better than PlayStation. So there you go. Um, but I just think it's fantastic. I love the growth of some of these games and I'm glad they're expanding to different consoles. Speaking of Pokemon Arceus, I feel like definitely set a tone for the expansion of Pokemon in general. 
I thought I, I like the idea of going back in time and kind of dealing with, uh, I think it's called the Sinnoh region. I don't remember. <laughs> um, but you're, you're basically back in before, uh, it's called Sinnoh, but I forgot what the place is called. I know you guys are going to screaming at your TVs right now, even though this is a podcast. Um, but yeah, it's basically you you go back in time as a Pokemon trainer and there, you know, there's a bunch of old Pokemon, there's different Pokemon and there's different forms of them. And it, it just looks great. And the idea that you can actually walk around quick catch, quick, quick battle, quick throw, um, all these different things and toss out your whole team. If you want, just like walk around with them. It's so sick. And the idea that this all happened on switch in a, in a time where we didn't think we were going to get a game like this is actually impressive. And obviously later months later, we would get the full release of like the main titles. Um, but Pokemon Arceus, it performed well. The story was great. The gameplay was fantastic. The Pokemon in it were great. Um, I loved being back in a place where like, we're in a world where things are new. Like the Pokemon, the Pokeball had like a little switch on it to like open it like a latch. Uh, you know, it's just a, it's a different time, dude. It's a different time, brother. Uh, but it was just awesome to see uh, a different version of Pokemon, which usually we always see the same thing in a different country. So, um, I, I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. Definitely, definitely a great way to start the year. Then we moved on to February where we got Sifu, a combat game that was based, um, it was based a lot on like the old, uh, what is it? John Woo style, style movies and old karate movies where, uh, you know, the cameras are very low and there is like some black and white action going on. There's very dim lighting and they're just a lot of like hand to hand combat, fast fist moving, you know, kicking the, the ankles and sh- stuff like that. It's just like it's very combat based and karate based rather. And that game was great. It was very difficult. I got the platinum. It was still very difficult. And uh, I did enjoy actually getting through it, though. It was very satisfying to actually make it past some of the enemies, some of the bosses. I, I was very frustrated at times, but it definitely was a, a fun way to like, okay, now we have a challenging game to deal with this year. That's fantastic. And, and speaking of challenging, Ollie Ollie World also came out right at the same time. And that's also a very difficult game. I did not get the platinum on that, but it is a fantastic game. Uh, if you like skateboarding games, if you like side scrollers, it's a fun, I guess it's kind of like a puzzle, like a challenge, like an arcadey type skateboarding game. And, um, there's a lot of like nuances to it and it, it is pretty awesome how it works too. Cause I feel like not many games reward you for like landing in general. Like it's made to be very rewarding to the people who are actually hitting all the buttons at the right time, but you can still kind of, you know, squeeze through if you make some mistakes. So if that makes any sense, I don't know. Uh, and then obviously that same month we got horizon forbidden West, one of the biggest games of the year slept on due to all of the shit that happened this year. And one of the things obviously was Elden ring. And, uh, that's going to take the cake on a lot of, a lot of these lists, but let's talk about horizon for a second. Horizon was, you know, it was right before Elden ring. So we were sitting there like, okay, uh, is this going to be good? Is this going to entertain us until Elden Ring? You know, obviously we were still anticipating Elden Ring in many different ways. Uh, but Horizon, you know, coming out the first game, it was a, a game that provided a nice open world. It, it's a, a new concept on certain enemies, certain, you know, types of animals where you are dealing with robot animals, robot dinosaurs, you know, all kinds of stuff. Um, and it was just a, a beautiful take on this new concept and Forbidden West took you further into that lore with even more creatures, 
more things to ride. I mean, in late game, you get to fly. Like, it, it is a open world, like a, a just a massive, beautifully crafted world. So much, so many leaves everywhere. So many trees. Like the the jungle areas were so lush and beautiful. And it's hard to beat that kind of experience. And not a lot, not a lot of games have really taken advantage of like PS5 or I guess PS4 too. But PS5's uh, hardware like that. You know, outside of maybe like Demon Souls or something, it's it's very, been very minimum in terms of like fully getting the power out of that. And uh, visually, it was just visually stunning, um, just to move around the world and just walk through the grass. And the audio is insane. The things you would hear in the distance, cooing and cawing, and just you know, little tree branches snapping and uh, roars in the distance of a robot just like freaking out or something, you know, and it's. It's very, uh, the ambience is crazy. Um, and then obviously the story is great too. It had some ups and downs, but overall the experience was fantastic. And, and at the time would have been possibly game of the year contention more so than it, it was. Um, but then of course at the end of the month, Elden Ring came out and, and ruined everything, ruined everything. I tell you, uh, Elden Ring is a masterpiece. It is a 10 out of 10. It is a beautiful game. It is a, it is, it is dark souls on crack. I absolutely love everything about Elden Ring. And I just want to say that even though I did not give it game of the year for 2022, as you guys may have heard in the last episode, I think Elden Ring is one of the examples that is going to be compared to a lot going forward. Um, The way they structure their open world, the way they, they use that open space to space out enemies, space out traps, space out characters, space out NPCs, space out uh, armor and weapons it, it, it's beautifully placed to where as you're moving through the world every single direction you go to is a discovery a experience you know uh, something is happening in each direction and that's what makes that open world great and obviously at toss in multiplayer into that like co-op or anything it is is it's an experience that you can't really beat I mean there's a lot of other games that do co-op there's a lot of other games that do open world stuff like this but the way they craft it is so well done. Uh, mixed in, mixed into obviously a world with a lot of great character, a great great lore, um, well designed, specific characters for specific reasons, and they put a lot of thought into like the background of each character and how they relate to the world and how they relate to other characters. It's it's so beautiful. Um, Elden Ring is a masterpiece and definitely should be played. If you haven't played it, check it out. You know. It won Game of the Year at the Game Awards for good reason, very, very good reason. And I applaud that game for coming through and just like laying down a hammer, a big old, a big old grafted hammer in February, taking away the spotlight from Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, But we're going to move on from that, okay? We're not going to talk about it anymore, okay? Uh, March had Gran Turismo 7, a very technical, beautiful game. I think they went a little crazy when they were talking about this game uh, in terms of graphical uh what is it functionality how they were saying like the the starscape in the moon effect how dry or wet the ground is it was like so specific and i'm just like okay it's just zeros and ones don't just you don't have to be nerdy about it it's 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 not that crazy but um the game was great i absolutely love that game very slow paced but it was a a entertaining game if you're a car enthusiast, if you just like driving, if you like Forza or anything. It was a different take. Obviously, it's not just like as buck wild as Forza is, uh, Forza Horizon at, at the at the least, at least. But 
Gran Turismo 7 was nice. It was classy. It had this classical music playing as you're driving around. And it had all these, like, fun modes. And uh, it had all these, like, driver tests. Very very precise driving tests that you had to master. And each car drove differently. And each car uh, handled the road differently. And it, it was just, it was well-crafted, beautiful. Uh, and then, obviously, the same month, March, we got Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. Another beautiful game from Switch. The, the second punch of the year. Uh, providing a fun, light, uh, quick experience with Kirby, a character that hasn't gotten a ton of love over the years. Um, it's definitely something that might have revitalized a open world space, or not open world, sorry, a open area um, adventure style game for that character. I would like to see another one come out or maybe DLC or something. Um, it was fun. You know, it's, it's a very fun ride to go on for Switch. Uh, I would say it didn't really break any grounds, but I would say also that it didn't really need to. It's it's freaking Kirby. Uh, just go suck up some stuff, you know, and, and turn into different powers and whatnot. And that's exactly what it did. So I applaud that game. Great. April had Lego Star Wars. Anyways, May had... No, I'm sure. Lego had, uh, Lego had May, April Star Wars. What? April had Lego Star Wars. And... I stopped playing. I should probably go back to that, actually, now that I think about it. It was funny. You know, it, they redid a lot of stuff in it. Uh, they, they improved in many ways. Graphically, it looks great. Uh, it has a lot of great things, but I it's just so long. I mean, it's it's six games. It's damn near six games put together, it feels like. Um, but it, it's great, obviously. It's, it's hard to play, especially if you're, like, a perfectionist. You want to get 100%. It's it's tough to be like okay I'm I'm gonna skip episode one right now because there's a bunch of stuff I can't do yet uh, versus being like I need everything in this game uh, so overall the game was great I feel like it was a fun little ride if you want something to play with with a friend or something it's it's pretty great I don't think there's online but there is local co-op which is hard to find these days so if you want something to play with a friend try Lego Star Wars May Sniper Elite Five and this was the Roughly around the start of my channel, of uh, of of my regrowth into YouTube, uh, I had started back on, I guess it was either April or May. It might have been late April, but early May, possibly. I think I played Resident Evil 3 first. Uh, later, I got into Sniper Elite 5 and whatnot. Uh, and that was cool. That was very great. I, I did not hate it at all. I thought it was a blast. Um, but it, yeah, it was just fun. I absolutely love Sniper Elite 5. I'm, tr- I'm trying to shed some light on it. Uh, I fell off the story a bit, but the multiplayer was a blast to play. Had a lot of funny moments on stream, and it was just great. Um, but I do credit that game for start, you know, showing me that in streaming there is growth between different games. You can't If, if you stream one game all the time, it does get a little sour, uh, if, especially if the game isn't as entertaining enough to like hold up the stream, basically. Um so switching to Sniper Elite 5 after Resident Evil was great because I got specific, you know, uh, I don't want to say fans, but uh, I had people join that were from these fan bases. I remember when I was playing Resident Evil 3, people were just like coming in and helping me with the game and stuff. And then Sniper Elite 5, people coming in and joking about it. And it was just great. Fantastic time. I uh, also completed Breath of the Wild in this month, too. Uh, but, yeah, I, just, I, w- I want to shout out some credit. This is when I started from, I think I was at like... 50 I think I was at like 50 subscribers and now I'm at like 125 um so after six months that was like a six month growth of getting you know uh what is it over 60 60 70 something so I'm proud of that I'm happy about it thank you so much um 
Okay, in June I played Resident Evil Next Gen. Okay, okay, okay. That might be, that might have been when I actually played Resident Evil Three. Um, so it was all around the same time. So I might be off a little bit. Uh, but yeah, uh, Resident Evil Two and Three got a next gen port, which is great. Portal came on Switch, which was cool in June. There was a lot of stuff going on. Obviously, we had like E3 and stuff, but that was awesome. July had Stray and Power Watch Simulator. Stray, a game that came out of nowhere and all of a sudden was in Game of the Year contention somehow. I don't know how that happened, but I will say the game is amazing. The game is phenomenal. You just think you're a cat in this like you know extinct human extinct world. And you're just trying to get out of this bunker that they've created to protect themselves just to see nature again as nature is not something that's around anymore. And the big, I wouldn't even say it's a big twist, but there's a moment near the end. And you'll know the moment because the cat just like lays there. And it is sad. It, it is very sad. The cat doesn't die. But it's very sad at that moment. And it is a... It's a beautiful game because there's not a lot of there's there's dialogue, but there's these robots talking. They're not like obviously the cat's a cat, so he's just meowing and there's a, a meow button and stuff. So if you love cats, it's amazing. But also, it's more about this dystopian world that you're in, and it's it's a beautiful way to show how you're like the man in the cave and you just want to get out, um, or in this case, a cat in a in an underground bunker type thing. Um, but yeah. It's, it's an amazing game, uh, but not as amazing, I'm joking, as Power Wash Simulator, a game that took the world by storm. Streamers were playing it all over the world. It was weird. It's a, it's a weird, weird, satisfying game that is just, uh, it takes out the stress of actually having to deal with a real power washer and a real patio and doing real work in real life. You can just do it on a computer now, and it's fantastic. It, it, the satisfying look of just like spraying down a, a dirt-riddled wall as the as the lines are just like just like cutting them down oh man everybody was playing that game during that month uh i loved it it was it was pretty fun august had cult of the lamb and multiverses multiverses is a game that i just came out and i was like it's okay as like a substitute to smash but nothing beats smash man i'm still playing smash on new year's day we were, we were playing smash there's nothing stopping us on smash so uh on that note i just want to shout out Multiverses did do a good job. It was in a lot of runnings. I think it might have won best fighting game this year or something like that. Um, but yeah, Multiverses was a big deal at the time. There's obviously a lot of like big WB characters, random characters in there that a lot of people love. And it was a new story for a while to just see what new was happening in that game. Cult of the Lamb came out as an indie game. And it, it was it was beautiful how that game works too. Um, you get to start your own little cult and you're basically re- revitalizing this demigod or a demon whatever that you believe in uh you're trying to bring him back and you have to kill all these things and like whatever manage a uh a town full of your cult members which is one of the most difficult things ever uh had some some of them named after my friends and they would they turned like evil and started reading out of this book and like screaming out like nonsense it was it was wild so you had to like sacrifice people it was it's a fun game if you're into like what is it like property management style games? Uh, you know, um, I don't even know how to, what, what do you describe? Binding of Isaac might be a comparison. Um, something like that. It's just a, it's a fun game to try. September last of us part one and Splatoon three. Splatoon three was great. It's, it's more of like Splatoon ultimate. It just has everything from one and two that you want. And it's a, it's a, it's a fantastic experience. If you want just like a, a Splatoon suite of just like new Splatoon content, 
Splatoon 3 did a great job, honestly. It, it really did provide me with everything I wanted out of Splatoon, to be honest, and, and just managing the locker system and the new weapons and trying to like learn what you want out of that is a blast. Last of Us Part 1 made me cry so much and was beautifully done in PS5. Did it need a remake? Uh, no, it didn't. But am I sad that I got to have it? No. Um, it was fantastic to revisit. It's a game that I haven't played in a long time. And to hop back in after all these years and, and re-experiencing something that is, you know, beautifully made in this realistic, human-like nature, uh, it looks great. Excuse me. It looks fantastic. You know, it's it's it's, it's graphically impressive. Uh, it's beautiful. I got the platinum. Not, not a big deal. Um, but it's a game that needs to be experienced. If you haven't played it, uh, you should play it. It's also coming to PC soon or already out. I'm not sure. October had Overwatch 2 and Modern Warfare 2, two games that broke the world. Uh, Overwatch 2 has a, you know, the first week was like pretty rough due to issues. Uh, Modern Warfare, for the most part, was working, but it still has a couple issues at launch. Um, but overall, these both game, both these games being first player or first person multiplayer shooters coming out in the same month really split my friends, you know, uh, what is it? Determination to play with me. I was just like, oh man, I want to play Overwatch too, but all my friends got into it, and they were like, "But Modern Warfare is coming out next month, and you know, or like later this month, and then Warzone the next month or whatever." So we were like, ah. Um, but Modern Warfare Two came out and was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. I loved the beta, and I loved the game. Like, I loved the multiplayer. We played the multiplayer forever that month, uh, and we played a lot of Overwatch too. But it was definitely something that was like what are we going to stick to now? Now that there's two games out, what are we going to stick to? It ended up being one of Warfare 2, which led into November where we got Warzone. Of course, still playing it to this day. I think we've gotten like 10 wins at this point. Uh, it is fantastic. It's something that is going to be around for a long time, and I hope they keep expanding on it, adding more stuff to it, and making it more better. More better. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet also came out in November. They were great, I think. They don't run anywhere near as well as Pokemon Arceus, but they don't do as much, or they do way more as Arceus. And Arceus was great, but it was it was generating like a very open plain land where uh, Scarlet and Violet, to its credit, runs like shit, but it also sh- it's doing a lot. Like there's a lot of a lot of Pokemon it's generating at a time. Uh, it has wide spans of land and things in the distance that are mostly rendered um but it it is something that's like you can only do so much with that hardware and i would love to see a pokemon arceus or pokemon scarlet and violet on a new system a pokemon or switch pro or something maybe that's what 2023 will bring us for nintendo that'd be sick we'll talk about it in the next episode maybe um but yeah it's a great game i definitely recommend still playing it it's uh, most of the the technical issues on that game are passable they do look like crap. I mean, it, there are things that are like, wow, why is this happening in 2022 slash 2023 now? Uh, but they are also like pretty solid. It, as a Pokemon game itself, it's like it's doing a lot. There are some challenging trainers. There are some amazing new Pokemon. It's a lot of fun to have. Um, and then, of course, a little game, little game came out. 2022 game of the year for the Explan podcast. God of War Ragnarok, a beautifully crafted game. I don't need to talk too much about it, but it is a masterpiece and how to develop a character even further from a masterpiece. So like, how do you go from God of War 2018 to this? I don't know, but they did it. And it, it they did it even better to where it's like, 
I think it might be better than 2018. It, the amount of characters they added, the amount of space and level design that they chucked into this game, and the amount they expanded on the combat even, is like they really. It's like God of War Ultimate, dude. They they gave you every single thing you wanted out of that. Um, and then the character just grows, 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 and has a nice, beautiful ending in God of War Ragnarok. Like that's you know, it's just it, it's it's a masterpiece through and through. I kind of want to replay it as we're talking about it now because I miss it. After I got through that with that game for the year, I was like, I have nothing better in my life to do right now. This is this is the this is peak Jordy. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm joking. December brought Callisto Protocol. Wah, wah. Uh, I played this game on stream. I did not review it on here, which I actually did. I I might have. Uh, I think I might have given it like a six out of ten. It was. It's getting like I was. I wanted more Dead Space out of it. And I think a lot of people did because going into it, a lot of people were comparing it. It's from ex Dead Space developers, and you know you sit there and go, "Is it going to be close to it?" Obviously, it's not going to be the same, and that's not really what we expected. But I, and at, at the end of the day, I wanted it to be a little more than what we got. Uh, there was a lot of reused enemies, bosses, even, and. The main story had a terrible ending. The The whole reveal of stuff at the end was so bad and, and just like too too cheeky to be entertaining. Um, and then the amount of like ladders and crawl spaces you have to go through to like get through certain parts. I was just like, okay. And then I was going to work on the platinum and then there's like a glitch to where you can do the, the hardest difficulty if you just switch the difficulty at the end. I tried it and it was already patched by then. So I was like, all right, this platinum is not getting done. And it probably wouldn't have got done either way, like even with or without that glitch, because there's still a lot of runbacks of, uh, of what you got to do in that game, you know, but it just really fell off near the end. And I was like, man, it had some funny, funny, I guess points where you had uh, some jump scares and stuff in there. But overall, I think it's way for a sale type of game, you know? Uh, and it was kind of like a dud of like an ending to the year, but we did get game awards in December and that brought it up a little bit. We had a, that long-ass speech from Christopher Judge, the voice of Kratos. Uh, but we also got a bunch of cool video game announcements and cool things to look forward to in 2023. And with that, I would like to end this episode here. I, w- I again want to thank you guys so much for listening. I am going to be back on Thursday with a new episode and more video game content. Uh, we might be talking about what we're expecting in 2022 or three. Sorry, got to get used to that. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening, for two and a half years now or two years and um we're gonna keep this thing trucking you know get ready for a big beautiful 2023 on the x button podcast thank you guys for listening and i'll see you guys on thursday have a great tuesday and wednesday dude